Hello, everyone. Welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Ron. I'm Tom. I'm Dave. And I'm Reggie. We have Reggie back today. Welcome back, Reggie. Thank you. He's got a few stories to tell. Not so good, but some. Well, we'll make the the bad stories more educational. Yeah. Yeah, they will help, I believe, our listeners. So, all five of them. (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) What do you want to start talking about? Do you want to get into that, or do you want to go over some happy stuff first? Go over some happy stuff. Okay. So we, we, I haven't had a chance to sit down and talk to you since we went to the jet meet over in Monticello. What did you think? I loved it. I mean, every time we've gone to a jet meet, as far as you or me by myself, or just even watching people fly regular jets or the EDFs, I've wanted to do it. Yeah. And it's been my quest. I've been slowly buying a few EDFs here and there, learning, trying to figure them out, you know course destroying but eventually <laughs> either getting some new ones or just working with the ones i got so did you come back from the jet meet with the goal of getting a turbine i think both of us did mm-hmm. yes being, we being did rod. yeah and, and i think he's gonna beat me like so now i said it's a challenge yeah it's a competition to see who gets uh, who gets one first i'm fine letting him get one first <laughs> are you though i really am okay. because i am I'm on my two-year goal. I'm, I'm still saying that's what I want because I don't have any interest in rushing into that. I still think I have a lot to learn before I bite that large chunk of change bullet mm. and bring a new airplane like that in the house. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a chunk of change. Yes, it is. Can be. Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, ex- or it's expensive no matter really how you look at it. Mm-hmm. I think um, I'm in no rush like you. I'm just going to kind of see what falls in my lap of course get opinions well, i've never had one fall in my lap so i guess we'll <laughs> well, tommy stumbled across that s box of mine and it basically dropped in my lap and brand new in a box motor and all that and i i'm gonna look for another deal like that if i can was that was that new or was that it was brand it was new. all brand new oh yeah guys bought it new. and tom you we found it on one of the websites i believe yeah i, I think it was it was been it may have been rc uh, universe way back then, but uh, yeah, I stumbled across it. A guy had uh, bought all the stuff and either decided to go a different direction or didn't have time to build it or whatever the story was. But it was all, remember. yeah, it was all brand new in the box. So basically, yeah. just drove up to Chicago and yeah. got it. Yeah. Oh, that was even close. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been some used jets that we found online that have been Texas yeah. or yeah. Pennsylvania or, you know, I don't know if it's worth. A huge long haul like that or not? Absolutely. Here's you think thing. so? One of the it's guys here is a truck driver all over the country. Well, that's true, but <laughs> right. he doesn't always go where we need him to go. That's true. So, But if you wait, if you're patient. Well, it depends how long they'll hold it for you. Well, like if you find for, something for you me, want, it's going to have to be pretty so quick. So I've, I've, I've done it several times for, for Reggie and our other friend Bob both. I've driven all kinds of places to pick airplanes up for them. For me, it's like an adventure. I love it. Like well, I, yeah, but you know, the I excitement mean, Texas of, seems far. Yeah, yeah, it depends on where. But that, that's not a two-day trip kind of thing. That would be more of like a... Can be, I mean... You think so? Yeah, oh, I mean, you God, can... That's a lot of driving, although you drive, so... It's only about 11, and, 11 yeah. and a half hours to Dallas, yeah. basically. It's really, if you think about it, it's not that bad. I mean, yeah, 11 hours is a long time to be in a car, you know, by yourself or whatever. Take somebody, you can get there and get back the same day. Absolutely. Yep. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just switch out drivers. Yep. Yeah. So. Well, we'll keep an eye open, but would you be willing to find something used or are you want to go new? I want to go new. I mean, it's got to be. Money bags. <laughs> Just it, You may have to sell a few things. I already know. To facilitate. I already know. Or 
stop buying. I can think of a couple of things you probably ought to just sell right now. What are they? Well, he's got a certain Hellcat that I've been after him for. for <laughs> <laughs> but that's an ARF, isn't it? It is. That's not put together yet? It is not. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. That'll still and it's more room. That big box, it takes up a lot of space. Lot so of you space. could free up a lot of space if yeah. you, you know, got rid well, of a few I things. I freed up some space today. That you Did said you? That. Yes. Yes, the you Viper Jet is now 90 millimeters. It's now together. It's actually in the back of the Suburban. So right it now. actually takes up more space now because it's complete. <laughs> and now it's a complete airframe taking up more the space. space of an airframe as opposed to just the box. It's not a nice square, a nice rectangle anymore. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I still got a cable to put up above everything else. So it's going to go up that way. Okay. So your plane room is what you're talking about. Another cable to go across Correct. to store more airplanes. Yep. Like I was over there the other day. It's been a couple <laughs> weeks ago, three weeks, whatever now, month even. Wow. I mean. <laughs> was that the first time you'd seen it? No. Okay. But it's the first time I've seen it recently. Recently. He was there with you one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he has really, oh, that's right. yeah. like, there's not a lot of room in there for walking, let alone anything else. I am, I'm impressed with the, the Jenga that goes on to get those to fit. It's been cleaned up a bit since you've been in there. Has it? Yep. I had a little time. Well, you did. I was going to say, I was just yeah. getting ready to say, well, you had a little bit of time to, mm-hmm. to, to organize and clean. So, and of course, <laughs> we freed up another spot today with our deal. So We did not. We did. How? Well, do tell. That Mustang that you wanted. Yeah. You but how does Mustang that free ride? up another spot? Well, Because you're true. putting a, well, I don't know how big it is, about the same size plane in its place. With the, uh, did you get a Mustang? So ride? we're, we're, yes, we are trading. He wanted that twin star thing that I bought oh, yeah. him a long okay. time ago. So he's getting, well, he's already got that back. And then that cloud dancer that I picked up in Ohio, mm-hmm. like I, I get excited about things, and then I'm like, eh, it's time to get rid of it. Okay. I got everything ready on it, but haven't flown it. I don't really care to. Like, I originally wanted to fly it, but it's like, I just want it gone. I want to simplify. So, yeah, I'm trading those two airplanes for, well, I don't even know. It's a- Hangar 9 P-51 Meg? trainer style guess. Yeah, Meg. Yeah, Meg, my yeah. Old, my old yep. P-51. Mm-hmm. So it's still I, in the family. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's a good airplane. Like I well, hope they seen run it fly. It's been years. If it actually flies really well, but I'm just I'm hoping the motor still not, runs well. And not like a typical P51. It, it's no, so no. weird. It starts every time. Does it well? And you get two brand new batteries to go with it. Yeah, and I'm I'm not not saying like you didn't take care of it or anything. I just I've never had a gas engine that small, and I don't know longevity how long those work. But I've also never had. I don't think I've ever had a Mustang before. I didn't, not that I remember. Like, that seems like one of those quintessential airplanes that everybody has to have, like mm-hmm. a Mustang, a Cub. Yeah. I mean, those are, I've had Cubs. But well, it looks I've ever like a Mustang, but it doesn't fly like one. Well, it kind of looks like a Mustang. Well, it's like a cartoony version to make yeah. it fly better, which is fine. That's okay. I mean, the Mustangs are never... And the little gas engine is super convenient. Yeah. The Mustangs have never been like my favorite airplane. It's just, for as popular as they are amongst... RC hobbyists, they mm-hmm. just really don't do a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to have a Cub. Everybody has to have a Mustang. Right. And a so now, a Corsair. Uh, At least see, one. Corsairs do nothing for really? me. Really? I yeah. need a Cub. Like they're neat to watch, but I would never want to own one. I don't know why. They just don't do enough for me to make me want to buy one. The you've treats. got a few, and you've got a few Mustangs, Reggie. They do seem to fly a little different, though. That's the he has thing a about really it. nice. Fu- and a- I can't believe I'm saying this, but a nice foam P-51 that flies awesome. 
The day we flew with the church, man, that red thing, tail. Yeah, yes. I can't believe how well that thing flies. Oh, was that the one I saw at your house that you hadn't flown yet? No, I'm sitting on this the floor. This one for a foamy is big. It's like it's yeah, 1500 millimeter. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty. It's stout. It's heavy. Yeah, yeah. for a foam. Yeah, but man, it flies. I thought good. you hadn't flown that one when I was over there. Had no, you? I, I flown it. I was having an issue. I think there's a connector that's coming loose in it. And this would maybe stop flying it for a little bit. Oh, hmm. but yeah. So that will be our. So this deal is all. This day, is apparently. all the all the trading and the moving and the yep. horse trading is all in preparation for a jet. Is that? No. no. Yeah, I was going to say no. No. <laughs> not the least bit, because we're not just really. we're doing. Yeah. Because are we still talking about the jet meet or have we moved on? Oh, we can no, go back still... to that, but we'll finish up. So okay. when he came over, he liked the uh, uh, cloud the cloud dancer mm-hmm. and I was on the outs with it for some reason. <laughs> okay. Which I don't, I mean, it's it feels like it's a very well-built plane. Oh, yeah. The motor it on it's really nice. nice. It's an old in-runner mm-hmm. type motor that... Uh, um, it it actually mounts to the nitro engine mount. Oh, cool! Like it's a it's, it's a, a cool little setup. Yeah. On it. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it, it runs well. I just haven't flown it, and I'm just ready to not worry about it. He liked it, so it's like, well, it's either that or it's going up to Brian's. Might as well let it stay in the family and, and mm-hmm. have somebody enjoy it. Yeah. So yes, that's that. That's our deal. We're gonna finish that up today and be done and move on. But the jet meet. What was your favorite part? Oh, I can't think of that one jet that young kid was flying, but every time he made a pitch with it, one way or the other, and that sound that it would make. I, I think know. that was probably one of the best parts. That and that oversized, what looked like an old E-flight, um, I can't think of that, airliner of some type. Oh, the oh, A380? Yeah, the A380. Is that what The big was? one that yes. the ginormous Allie one that was sitting like on? 32 yeah. batteries or whatever it is. That I don't think will ever fly. Yeah, that was impressive. That was crazy. That was... Remember, they used to have it. Uh, a model of that from was it Park Zone that had UMX? It? You mean? No, it was it was it was a good size one. <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> Dave's drinking and that sounded so funny. <laughs> it's just sorry. <laughs> just I was like, what is that sound? <laughs> it was about the size of this table, maybe a little bit longer. But oh, really? Yeah, they yeah, had the E Flight one. Yep. Yeah, I remember. Like he's had a Park Zone. I can't remember who I think had it. Was it was E Flight. That was E Flight. Yeah. And it had yeah, a real long one. landing gear just like this one here did. It had mm-hmm. a weird name to it. Um, I can't remember. I can't either. But I did stumble across one a long time ago and waited. And it wasn't even a day. It was gone. You should and never wait. If you <laughs> see something you want, you got to jump on it. True. Yeah. Isn't that right, Tommy? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that. You know, Free Wing's got that airliner now. It looks a lot nicer. They got two. The AL-37 and the P. PJ or PB fifty, oh, the Cessna looking thing. Yep, yep, yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of cool jets up there. I had never seen, like, I'd never been to a jet meet before. Like that was the first time I've actually been to nothing but jets and the sound. Just I don't know what it is about a jet, but it's just so relaxing, even though it's like not relax. I mean, you know what I mean? Like just watching it, there's like no moving parts. There's not an engine that you see. You don't see the, the prop going around and all that kind of stuff. It's just very relaxing to watch them fly. And the sound sounds awesome. It did. But just the whole process of watching them get them started and taxing them out and then flying them and whatnot. I was nervous for them to be honest with you. Oh yeah. Well, I think you have to get to the point where you don't mind crashing like you don't want to, but you have to not be bothered by it. Well, yeah. we've said it before too. You, <clears throat> you have to be prepared to 
let go of whatever it is you're flying. Because if, yeah. you, if you're really that attached to it and you can't swing or you can't handle losing that airplane, then maybe that maybe level of the hobby is just not for you. you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. And I mean, that's, yeah. It's because, just so difficult though, because you fall in love with these airplanes. Yeah. And it's Eventually, not, you know, stuff happens. Oh, every so airplane has a So if you, if you spent end. your entire hobby budget on a jet, let's say, and it crashes, and then you can't enjoy the hobby after that. Well, maybe you shouldn't have, you know, you know what I'm saying? I see where you're going on that one, yeah. I'm more thinking mentally, like not necessarily oh, financially, okay. but just you. like getting attached to it oh, okay. and then having yeah, to deal with that. Too. That's a hump to get over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. still it sticks with you. Just you want to make sure everything's perfect. You mm-hmm. two or three have the eye for everything. I seem to slip and jump over things. So <laughs> you that's don't, what makes you me don't have an eye for one. details. Like that's the problem. Like you... We, and we've said it before, like all of us would be like, oh, I would not fly that. And Reggie's like, oh, give me the controls. Let's do it. You know, <laughs> it's just if there's something just not right and you're getting better the the longer you've been in the hobby. But it, it usually is if something's not right, you're like, hey, that's OK. It'll be good enough. Whereas we're like, I'm not going to fly that. Does anybody else agree or disagree? Oh, I agree. All okay. the many times that I've drug stuff out to the field going, eh, take it back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many times many I've done times. that too. Yeah, I don't feel I don't feel the obligation to just because I brought it to the field. I am flying this thing regardless. Yeah, yeah. So I always try I'm to bring okay. at least two. Yeah, I'm okay with taking it home if I haven't flown it. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, like I want it, to fly because it. it'll be a one piece to fly again the next time. Right, that's true. I want to fly it, but I don't want this to be my last flight with it over something <laughs> right. that I knew was iffy. Yeah, because that would upset and it me. doesn't have to be a. I mean. The, the detail, you know, the attention to detail doesn't have to just be limited to the airplane either. It could be the conditions. You know, maybe it's a little too dark. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a little too a little windy. foggy, maybe. Maybe the clouds are too low. Maybe, mm. yeah, maybe the visibility is not where it needs to be. Or It, it could be anything. <laughs> I do recall, though, one of the last times we were out there with Reggie, I don't remember what airplane you had. You were trying, you were trying to get high enough to fly through the clouds. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few of those. Oh, well, I haven't been there with all of them, but I was looking up and it's just like this dot in the air. And I'm like, is that your plane? Or well, is that like fair? To be fair. Huh? Um, you made the comment here just recently that you probably ought to have your vision checked. I probably Ron. should. But so that's for any, night. That's so for night type flying. could potentially look like a dot to you at the moment. If it's oh, I see what you're. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it could be. I mean, Reggie's vision may years. be much, much better than ours. We don't know. But still, it might be like blurry at that size, but it still looks tiny. I'm trying to give Reggie. He is. And but you it's not are, but I'm sure I'm doubt, up there but, more than likely. Yeah. Okay. But his goal is to try and hit the clouds. And he, <laughs> yeah, I might have like been 401 feet in the air. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, the clouds are a couple thousand feet up there. I don't think you're going to hit it. <laughs> well, yeah. From a person who has flown through the clouds, it's yeah. Scary the second that airplane is there and then disappears. Not. Disappears. Did you do it on purpose when you flew? Yes. That? Oh, okay. So is this a thing? I don't know it's about a that. Thing. Is it? I've never. I, we I had a very honest- low uh, cloud deck one day and a bunch of us decided we should try to fly through the cloud mm-hmm. deck. I can honestly say I've never actually intentionally tried to fly through a cloud. Neither have I. I have. It's really interesting. Or into the ceiling or anything like that. You can see the airplane. And then instantly it's gone. There's no, it's getting fuzzy. It's just. So when it disappears, what do you do? Chop the throttle and wait for it to fall out. And sometimes it can take a moment. 
So you've done it. You've actually done it before, but you have no idea where it's going to fall out. Like, okay, let's say it, you lose it in this spot in the sky. Well, it's more than likely not going to come back in that spot. So generally you're going straight up or close to it. So hopefully it comes down kind of in the same spot. Oh, so your goal is to go up into it vertically not actually to fly horizontally, horizontally through Correct. It. Yeah. Okay. It's just to bust the cloud layer and then come back down. Mm. Uh, Mine's was clouds that were all separated. There was quite a bit of space per cloud. Which is what you were doing when we were out there. It was just mm-hmm. a white fluffy cloud day. Just going for one cloud and go into it. And I went into one. And once it got in there, it didn't come back out. I literally chopped throttle and waited and kept waiting. And it just stayed in there. So I don't know if it was still kind of just creeping across the cloud or what it did, but I walked from where I was at. Well, it was sitting on the cloud. Like it came to it a landed. stop and landed. Yeah. yeah That's on a the possibility. Cloud I wouldn't say it wouldn't be. <laughs> All I know is I walked from where I was at, clear back to my truck, which is probably about a good hundred feet or so. And finally I seen something fall out of the cloud. And now I'm fidgeting with the roll controls, controllers and all that, trying to get it back and, Came back to me. Battery's dead, but came back. So where was this? It was over in Ohio. Okay, I was gonna say this wasn't when I was out there with you. No, no, this was one of my road days when I was still doing it out in the highway. You know, yeah, to make sure there wasn't enough traffic on the off ramp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was in a rest area. And oh, uh, <laughs> give me some credit here. I was just I don't rest know. area that's right off the interstate. Right off the interstate. Oh, a couple hundred feet, maybe something like that. Right off the interstate. Right off the interstate. The cloud wasn't over the interstate. It was good ways away. Clouds move pretty quick, by the way. Yeah. And aren't clouds usually cl- are caused by updrafts and stuff? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, the quite be, fluffy yeah. ones, yeah. Yeah, so if you get into that, then that means your plane could quite possibly just float away. Well, I thought it was gone for a while. What plane was it? Do you remember? It was a little T-28, one of those oh, basic wow. yeah, T-28s. This... <laughs> so it got small real quick, but I did see it go in. <laughs> and aren't those white? Yes, <laughs> red tips. Yeah. So it was gone. Kind of matches the cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, it did. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, God, Reggie. That's I've never, I can, like I said, I've never tr- even thought of trying that. No. The only time I got scared one time when I was flying, this has been 10 years ago, eight years ago, whatever, was when it was foggy out. And I thought that mm-hmm. the fog had lifted enough to fly. Mm-hmm. And it was like perfectly clear up to a couple hundred feet. But then all of a sudden, if you went up another 20 feet, it just disappeared. And so as soon as that happened, I was like, now bring it down and land because (laughs) I will wait until I can see the blue sky before I take off again. Mm -hmm. And that was enough to make me not want to do it again. I think you remember it was the first time I was on the show. I told you guys I lost a little uh, P-51 Oh, I can't make the name of it now. Not the E-Flight version. I just said the name of Park Zone. Mm. And sure enough, I thought the fog had lifted enough for me to go flying it. What I didn't realize is that fog was still moving. And ah. I had flew it, got over top of my apartment complex, and all of a sudden it disappeared. Got over the top of my apartment complex. And sure enough, mm-hmm. when it disappeared, yeah, I caught that. there was not much I could do. Kept trying to find it, kept looking. Cut and throttled, make sure I could get it back down, and I never did find it. It was about four or five days later, I found it half a mile away. Oh, my So the only thing you have to give you a frame of of reference, in this case, the sound, the throttle makes, let's let's get the airplane to disappear in a fog bank, and then let's (laughs) go ahead and cut out the only other frame of reference I have for knowing where the airplane is, and let's just chop the throttle in. I was hoping it would drop. That's what I was hoping for. I was hoping it was going to drop to where I could see it. 
Oh, it dropped. Oh, you just don't know. You know it didn't where. drop. That was just it. It kept going. It cleared the apartment complex, the lake, some trees, an intersection, <laughs> oh, and went almost another Rough quarter mile up the road before it did <laughs> come down. How did you find it? You said you found it a half mile away. Like how? Driving home. Before you're just work. driving, all of a sudden you're like, wait, is that my plane? I did. Because it was the tail end <laughs> oh was sitting gosh. up out of a ditch. I could still see the yellow tail from the, the BL. It was a park zone BL. Oh. I, I looked over. I was like, that looks familiar. I turned around and went back, and sure enough, there was my plane. It sat there for four days after a snowstorm in a ditch. Uh, Which ditches are right next to what? Roads? Mm. Which was right next to the Taco Bell that it stopped from. Oh. But you don't do this anymore, right? No, this no. Is... I said years ago. Yeah. <laughs> safety has now kicked in quite a bit. I hope the FAA doesn't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your last name and address? Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> safety. <laughs> So that That's, that would be a good segue. Yeah, getting into the whole safety side of things. Would you like now to talk about what you want to talk about with uh, your accident? Or would you like to talk about your new planes and then end with the the cherry on top of... We can talk learned? about the accident. Okay. Which well, was, then the floor is yours. What was it, about a month and a half ago, I guess? I was pushing two. Doesn't matter. Give remember. or take, something around there. Yeah. I was at the field with my SBOC and... Uh, this is the SBOC, by the way, that is... How 111 CC. 111 CC. 36%. 36%. Uh, big airplane. And uh, rushing to beat the sun. You know, I was planning on getting one more good flight in for the day, trying to end my day on a good note. So this I, was beating the sun set. Yeah. Trying to get it started so you could fly before it got dark. And, of course, this plane takes a minute to put together, so, you know... Going through everything the best I can, get it done, make sure everything's working. So you hadn't flown it yet that day? That was going to be the first? Oh, I don't know why I thought that was like a second flight. I was hoping to get two, but that was the only one. I had flown something else earlier that day, but that's when I was wanting to get done that day. But in that trip, that was the first time it was going together. Okay, I gotcha. See, I'm still learning stuff about this. I didn't realize that. So after getting together, I realized I left my... uh, Oh, retainer. I can't think what they call this damn Plane thing, restraint. So. Plane restraint, restraint at mm-hmm. home. So I grabbed the strap out of the back of Suburban and hooked it around to, I think it was the little gate or, I hooked it onto something. This, I thought it was pretty well secure. It wasn't going to go anywhere. This is just like a normal tie-down strap mm-hmm. that we're using. And apparently somewhere, I don't know if the hook came off the tail wheel or if the strap just pulled off the little bar I had it hooked onto. In the process of starting it, it popped like normal, and it lurched forward, which scared me, and I jumped and accidentally kicked off the choke, and the plane was still at full throttle when it did fire up, and sure enough, got me right in the hand, broke my hand in two different places, uh, side of my palm and one of the fingers, which almost took one of the fingers off, but it didn't died. Uh, the first a carbon plate, fiber prop. Yeah. yeah 20, what? It's a 27-inch by 10-inch Carbon fiber, yeah, prop. Correct. Yeah. Broke one of the blades off. Two blade. Yeah, two blade prop. One blade now. Right. <laughs> uh, which I still have, by the way. Um, oh, do you really? I have the broken blade, yeah. Oh, okay. Car. Um, but yeah, broke, snapped the, snapped the one of the blades completely off and we found it. 20 feet away? 20 feet away. Yeah. In front of the pits. Yeah, it actually went right by my face. Oh, I saw sure it when it, it went by. I mean, I kind of felt it. I looked up just as it was going by and I felt the second prop hit. At this point, the plane did die, which was probably the best thing ever. 
Yeah. Because that would have come right up my leg. Oh, yeah. I would have been found the following day somewhere out there. Nah, I don't know if it would have been that bad. But it, it could have. It could have been. I mean, it's it an artery and you're done. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. Nonetheless, uh, of course, now I'm starting to freak out. Mm-hmm. And Which, if, if I may, you were out there completely alone. Completely alone. Yeah. And this all started right around eight o'clock and, uh, I stumbled back a little bit, kind of just get myself together, start looking at my hand. I could see the blood running out of the glove. And so you did have a glove on. I had a glove on. So it wasn't just barehanding it, which was probably what saved your finger. Honestly. Thin Maybe. glove though. I don't know. That's it's a pretty thin glove. That's it's a mechanics glove. I thought that was a, wasn't that one of those cowhide kind of no, leathery kind of. No, it's, it's a textile type. It's yeah. just one of those mechanics gloves. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just enough to keep my hand from getting cut flipping it, but not to protect me from anything else, really. Yeah. And uh, at this point, I'm now sliding that glove off, which I was told was a bad idea. I should have left it on. But oh, I never thought of that, but yeah, you should have. Went and pulled the, the glove off and got to looking at my hand and trying to assess how bad this really was. Mm-hmm. At the whole time, I could feel myself starting to slip into shock. It would start to tremble, yeah. oh, get sure. a little nauseated. Yeah. Probably getting the chills. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's getting a lot. There was a bunch of things going on at this point. Yeah. So, did you feel it? Oh, yeah. Oh, did you? I, okay. I felt it when it hit, but it didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. It was okay, just, yeah. The longer this went on, it started to slowly increase. Yeah. That's the shock. Like, I, I don't know if everybody knows, I cut my fingers off on a table saw several years ago, and I did not feel a thing. Like, I heard it hit something, and I had no clue what it was. So that's why I asked if you felt something. It wasn't just a, a weird out-of-left-field question. It, no, it, it, I felt it. It just, I didn't think much at first. I just knew I hit it. Yeah. When the plop, prop flew past my face, I was kind of thinking, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that could have hurt. When I was standing there, just kind of, trying to calm down. I just knew, okay, I've really screwed up this time. This is going to be an issue. I pulled the glove off. Everything was out of the glove. I could still see everything. I just knew the one finger did not look right at all. And I yeah. did not want to look at it no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, no, that's fine. I can't I mean, blame you. I wouldn't want to look either. at it either. I can look at anybody else's issues. <laughs> but you're wrong. My own, I cannot yeah. do. If you guys start talking to me and getting specific about something, that'll bother me. I can stare at it all day. You get specific about anything in detail mm-hmm. or me looking at something on me like that. I was getting ready to pass out. I knew mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yep. I don't handle that stuff very well either. So, so we do have a, a first aid kit at the field and it's, it's where our old frequency board, well, actually still is. And you were at the very last table. Right. So yeah, go ahead and expl- talk well, about that. At this point, I stumbled back over to the table. My phone was on the table and- proceeded to call a buddy of mine and he didn't believe me. He thought I was joking the whole time. And I kept trying to tell him, no, this is serious, dude. I've, I'm kind of screwed up here. So he told me to call 911. I did call 911. First try, it was over a minute ringing. Nobody answered. Second try, about 40 seconds. Nobody answered. Third try, nobody answered after six rings. I gave up. I tried to call Tommy, which mm-hmm. at this time I wasn't thinking. I knew he was at a dinner. And you didn't answer. I called Dave, who did answer, mm-hmm. and told him what I'd done. 
<laughs> he told me where the first aid kit was. And I said, Dave, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. I barely made it back to the table. Now the first aid kit is roughly 20 feet away. Roughly. Maybe, yeah, maybe from where you, he was. Maybe from where you were. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And the fact it was telling to me, because this plays into the conversation I had with Dave when he got a hold of me or when I called him back, the fact that you couldn't make it 25 feet or whatever it was to the first aid kit, to me, it was like, Oh God, this is really, really bad. I was thinking like in my head, you know, the prop had sliced up your arm and gotten that brachial artery, mm -hmm. brachial. Yeah. Right there behind your elbow. And I, you're bleeding out or whatever. That was, that was what Dave told me when, when I got a hold yeah, of him. My first impression of the, from the phone call was, uh, he stuck his hand in the prop and he can't make it to the first well, aid kit. Well, I didn't know that in the beginning. So I thought I right. just stuck his <clears> hand <throat> in the prop. Okay. Just put pressure on it. I'll come get you. We'll go to the hospital. Yeah. And then when he said he couldn't get to the first aid kit, it's like, yeah. holy crap. Holy crap. Yeah. This is bad. I got to go yeah. now. And yeah. I'm getting dressed. Yep. And that must be when you, you called me. Yeah. Um, I made it uh, to the field in a little over six minutes. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> which I live. 20 minutes away. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but the ambulance did come shooting past me yeah. at over 100 mile an hour. I mean, yeah. that thing was flying. And then they missed the turn. So, hold on. <laughs> you did actually then get a hold of 911 because you never called me. Um, <laughs> just going to throw that out there. Well, it, first of all, I knew you was the farthest away. Well, so true. Yeah. I didn't want to call you. I, I wanted to call whoever was closest, thought would be the closest. Yeah. Um, during the conversation between me and Dave, Springfield police called me and I told Dave, Hey, look, there's a Springfield police that's calling me. So let me grab this. And Dave said, Are you okay? He's on his way. Well then talking to Springfield police, it started seeming like it was going downhill because he could not find me. Every time I try to give him a reference point, as far as the medevac chopper off of Pawnee road, off of Beagle road, um, you had to come past the state police barrack, uh, barracks off of 55 mm -hmm. and how to get there. He seemed clueless on where I was at. See, that's just nuts. I mean, like, how can you not, like, did you not tell him what the actual, like our, our airport is called? Yeah. Yeah. But that's on a map. I mean, I, that's just nuts that they couldn't find where you were. The only thing he rung his bell, he eventually figured out where Vigal, what do you think it's Vigal or Vigal? Vigal. V-I, yeah. Vigal. Or Vigal. That, he Vigal figured out where that was at. And he kept asking me, was I in Pawnee? I was like, no, I'm not in Pawnee. I'm off of Pawnee Road. Yeah. But he did call Pawnee police, who then eventually found me out there. Hmm. Um, they was asking me if the gate was open or not. I heard him ask me three or four times, and it's fine. He just, it clicks like, yeah, yeah, it's, the gate's open. I'm the only person back here. But somewhere in there, I passed out, I think at least once or twice. Because hmm. all I know is I didn't hear the chick pull up. I did feel her shoving me, trying to wake me up. And at oh. this point, you know, my hand was up in the air. It's dripping on my face. Oh, and she looks in and she thinks I'm dead. She said she could see my legs hanging out the back of the truck. Oh, so you're in the truck by now? Yeah, I would stumbled. You were in your truck? truck? Okay. And uh, just basically fell in and laid there for a while and trying to keep my hand up. The only thing I could think of to do was keep my hand up. Above your heart, yeah. Mm -hmm. So somewhere, and I just know I went to sleep or something. But she woke me up and then, then the other officer came over and he started wrapping my hand up and she just kept holding my hand, kept telling me to stay awake. So it was the cops that were there? It wasn't? Yep. Uh, Pawnee Police Department. Yeah, got Pawnee there. cops got there first. So they, are they the ones then that called an ambulance or? Well, I, did, I, 
I would assume Springfield Police must have. Yeah, because you never did make it through to nine one one. No, you? no. Yeah. But I would thought Springfield Police, knowing that I'm now been lacerated by an airplane, I told them what would have happened. Would have called an ambulance. Hmm. But, well, then maybe they're the ones that did. Then I don't know. Must well, Pawnee must. Like have. I said, it went shooting past me. Yeah. There was, what, three ambulances there and four or five volunteers yeah. that showed up? Uh, you got two ambulances and a police car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And me. And Dave. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, uh, had a nice little ride to the hospital. He kept asking me, uh, where was my pain level at? I kept telling him eight. So, he gave me a round of fentanyl or something. 10, 15 minutes later, oh, where's your pain level at? Eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to the hospital. Well, where's your pain level at? Eight. <laughs> And it just kept sticking me with more and more stuff, but yeah, it never went any lower than an eight, but it did definitely go higher than eight when she stuck me directly in a nerve with a the needle there. Yep. So, mm-hmm. so, and I felt every stitch that went in, every time she moved my hand, twitched it, whatever, I felt all of that. Really? And just- That sucks. I guess the best part of that whole deal was all of a sudden Tommy's wife was my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because that nurse didn't know she was there. She got there, I guess, right after I got there. Yeah. So what I think this is when we kind of come into where somehow, like the first guy you called, called me and asked, do you think he's joking about that? I'm like, he would not joke about something like that. So we all ended up like, Tommy, you and your wife went out to the field and you met up like before I Actually, got there. Actually, I pulled in right behind Dave. Did you? Yep. So you guys were there and then Lori, yeah, she rode, well, no, she didn't ride. You had... She took, she took your car. She, yeah, she she left and followed the ambulance followed to the, the hospital. Ambulance. Yeah, and then Dave and I stayed back and and you helped. You you showed up shortly after. Yeah, and we, and we loaded yeah, we put all of his we stuff loaded the plane away. up and cleaned up the blood. And <laughs> yeah, and then it was just like so. Yeah, when when Reggie got to the hospital, it was Reggie, the paramedic that was on the truck, and my wife. Yeah, Lori. And she's the one that followed in. Was I mean? So she was kind of assumed that. Uh, yeah. I really thought it was strange. They kept asking her this, yeah. if it's okay. Can you have this? Or I can have yeah, that. Can you have this? Can you can you can you sign this for him? And Lori's like, oh sure. I don't <laughs> well, and she was kind of live tweeting to us, not tweeting, but texting us what right, was going right. on and stuff. And I mean, like I I felt bad for her because she wasn't like for me giving me enough information. And I was like, we were just on the phone while they were, t- I don't even know if you remember that, Reggie. She was in the, I guess the operating room or ER, whatever, mm-hmm. wherever they took you, she was in the room with you. Yeah. And she was telling like me on the phone what was going on and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, well, there's not much going on now. I'll just text him. I'm like, nope, let, let's just keep telling me what's going on <laughs> so I can kind of listen. Because I, I didn't see anything. I didn't know how bad yeah. the hand was or the arm was or what actually was gotten. Well, I didn't, I didn't either until I got to the hospital because when I pulled in, they already had you in the ambulance. Actually, the ambulance was more or less pulling out as we, as Dave and I pulled in. Yeah, they were not there very long. With no. them. They, they grabbed and ran. Yeah. yeah. I don't blame them. So I didn't see it either until we got to the hospital. And it was just, yeah, because you, you don't know. It's scary. And you want to know was. everything that you can know as soon as you can know it. Yeah, and, and in the back of my head, like, just from seeing, like, when I got there and seeing the scene laid out, it, in my head, it was the worst possible scenario. The, worst case, yeah. So, like, when I got there, I'm I had to assume that you had left the plane exactly as it was when it, after it hit you, I assumed you probably didn't try to clean up the, you know, clean up the area. Nope. And this is what I, this is what I saw when I got there. You know, the airplane was on the ground. Obviously we're at the very last stall where we generally start our big ones. 
uh, missing half the propeller. And there was a, there was a, uh, a tie down strap kind of looped over the tail around the vertical and down around the horizontal. And the end of it was just laying basically kind of over that little half high or knee high. A little, little fence, catch fence or whatever. Yeah, PVC fence. little PVC fence. But it wasn't looped around. It wasn't tied off. It was just kind of hanging over the side of it. Yeah, it was totally loose. So to me, going off of what you had told Dave, who had told me that the airplane had started at wide open, you'd pulled the choke off real quick so it revved up, and I pictured you putting your hand out to stop it to keep it from climbing up your leg or whatever. And I just, in the back of my head, I could just see slash marks all the way up your arm into your brachial artery, which is a pretty big artery, by the way. Mm-hmm. The only way you can stop bleeding from there usually is a tourniquet. Um, so that was what was playing in my head and when I saw the scene. I didn't I have much more scene. information because I saw you for like five seconds as they yeah. were shoving you in the ambulance long enough to get your keys is about as long as I saw you. Yeah. And they had already you. had your arm wrapped up to your elbow in gauze. Yeah. So I had no idea how right. far it had I gone. I never either. saw you. <laughs> I never saw anybody, to be honest with you. Well, you wouldn't have seen me because you were already, they already had the door closed and right. getting ready to leave with you as we pulled in. But yeah, you you would have seen Dave because you handed him your keys. I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, I just, I, all I remember is getting mm-hmm. into the back of the ambulance. That's, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they must have had enough fentanyl on you at that point. That and, I and, no idea. and when, when I walked, like I got out of the car and you know, you, you were on your way out and I met up with Dave and as Dave and I were walking up to the table where the, where the, you know, stuff had happened, either a cop or maybe it was a, one of the pe- paramedics uh, it from was, the uh, other. Sam from the ambulance company. Okay. He was Bonnie. out there with water, like dousing down the area, trying to wash all the, all the blood away. So that's, that also, that scene was like, oh man. Yeah. I knew he was a good hands though. Cause uh, I worked with Sam up at the hospital. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It was a scary moment. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was getting dark. Yeah. First of all, and second of all, I didn't know how fast anybody was going to be there. Was I going to bleed out? I mean, I don't think I was bleeding that much, but looking at the ground from where I was kneeling, sure, I was like, "That's a lot." Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. When you're not accustomed to seeing it, yeah, definitely for not. sure. So, um, well, he's was, here with yeah. us. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. So one ride it, and one plate later, it broke. Yeah, broke. Uh, broke this bone on the side of your hand. I think they call that a boxer's break normally. Um, but it's that, that bone opposite your thumb on your hand. It broke that one in three places and then took almost the entire tip off of your ring finger or the middle finger? Uh, middle. middle. Oh, okay. It did take the tip ring off finger. the ring finger. Oh. And that's the one that also broke. Oh, and it broke the finger too. Yep. Okay. So, so, so yeah. 27. So the ring finger was broken? Yep. And so, now that's, come. okay. So you don't have that wrapped. What's your middle finger wrapped for? Uh, it also got me there. I got it right in the side of the finger. It didn't break it. It just cut it. Lacerated it. Tendon um, damage. I, that's why my fingers won't straighten out right now. Yeah. But what, what's it wrapped for? What's the... Oh, she just wanted me to keep that in a splint. She's trying to get it to straighten out. Oh, okay. So eventually it's going to straighten out. If not, they're going to have to go in and re-adjust uh, the tendon, I guess. Well, as you start using it, it should break up a little hope bit so. and I would hope. And move I mean, more. I'm doing everything I can to push down on it. And as you can see, yeah. pressing on my knee, yeah. and it's not going down at all. So, In time. Like and said, to, it's, it's to Reggie's f- credit... And I would not have been able to do this myself. The very next day, oh. you went out and flew. Yeah. Yes. I, with a broken hand that hadn't been fixed yet. With Yeah. Hadn't been, hadn't had the plate put in for the bone. Hadn't had the surgery. Like, no surgeries, nothing. The day after. Yeah. He was out there back in the saddle. Had to. Had to. I, I didn't want it to scare me. You know, especially it. I'm waiting to get back to the S-Buck. 
but I couldn't let it scare me that bad. Yeah. So, yeah. I will Kudos, admit man. this is a very, very stupid mistake. And so, okay. So let's talk about what did, what did you learn? Like, like if there's a lesson or more than one that hopefully to, other people can be learned learn. and that other people can take away from this, what would it, what would it be? Or what would they? Rushing be? is not worth anything. Okay. And there's just, if you start skipping stuff, eventually somebody's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. That would be me. Mm-hmm. And the severity of what this could have been versus, versus what it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. You absolutely got lucky. Extremely. If that prop that clubbed you in the head, you'd be out. Yeah. Never made the phone call and we've been out there all night. Yeah, pretty much. Nobody would have known. So let's, let's start with, uh, uh, flying alone. Like we, we all have different opinions on that. And, and, uh, I mean, we've all done it. Obviously Ron flies alone here at the house all the time, even though he's got, you know, crystal usually inside, but an airplane of that size of that capability probably shouldn't be at the field alone when you're flying that type of airplane. I think. I got mixed on that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I admit I am too. Hmm. You're perfectly right though. I mean, I see your full side of that point because anything happens. Yeah. There you are. A little electric foamy or, or heck, even a, a 40 size sport plane. Well, okay, it's probably going to be okay. But an airplane of that size and magnitude and that much power uh, and ability to slice, you know, it just, I get nervous when people fly airplanes like that alone. Well, we had one of our buddies here <laughs> not too long ago, with mm-hmm. a year or two ago, that got it in the forearm. And, you know, of course, we we're all there. Well, I mean, it but, happened. But also just a week before you got yours, Pat, yeah. or one of our other uh, club members got his hand and chopped a finger almost completely off. Yeah, he lost the tip. Finger, or yeah. I mean, almost the entire, but yeah, the tip of his fingers, you know. Same type of deal, you know. You got it caught in the prop. I mean, these things are these things it can happens. be. But it was a smaller prop, right? Yeah, that was just plane. a. What was a fifty cc though? I think it's fifty. Yeah, still it's a good size about somebody else that had what like a sixty size. I think of what it is. Oh yeah, flying. they're all capable. He yeah. got it pretty good too, and had nobody been there for that where he got it at, and that could have been really bad. Sure. Yeah. Um, I had posted on Facebook. Well, even our friend Bob has pretty nasty scars from where. That's who I was referring to. Yeah. So, but um. I've I mean, they're all Facebook. capable of hurting us, but from where what got him? Up electric, an electric. Was it? No, I, I thought it was gas. I was gonna say I didn't know it was I electric. I thought it was an electric. They're in the forearm because it was running on the table. He rushed over it to get his controller. Oh, okay. All right. Well, and the thing with electric is they keep running. They won't die. No, they won't stop. It, yeah. I had posted on Facebook my stupidity and <laughs> you know saying be careful, blah blah blah. And I think it was two weeks, three weeks later, somebody else posted. Would seem like I'm not sure if it was just this year or for the last couple of years or whatever, on some of the severities of getting caught by a prop, mm-hmm. and this to me was a scratch compared to what some of those compared guys to got. Some other ones, yeah, sure. So, yeah, and then so another lesson: you know, plane restraints. I mean, we have for our smaller airplanes, we have tables with uprights on them to hold the wings, and those work perfect for you know smaller airplanes. But when we're dealing with our big airplanes, have some sort of dependable, easy, almost thoughtless way to restrain that airplane, especially if you're going to fly alone, man. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That won't happen again. You know, combination of factors, but you were, you were in a hurry. Uh, You didn't have a restraint, so you improvised, which is fine. But I think you may have forgotten to tie off that other end of the. I believe so. That's what it looked like. Well, even, I was going to say, even if he did tie it off, Onto something, it wasn't, even if he hooked it, I should say, onto sure. something, that can fall off when it's not positively, like, yeah, when actually no pressure attached. Right. Yeah. And so, 
you know, to me, whenever you start a big plane, the last thing you do is grab that propeller and pull it towards you yeah. just to make just sure, to make it's, sure it's restrained against the restraint. Yeah. That's why so. I always use a 300 pound restraint. <laughs> My brother. <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> but see that. Yeah. It's effective. It works. It is. As long as they don't. I, I always fall. worry about the tail ripping off. <laughs> I mean, well, some yeah. of these planes probably do make enough power to do that. But My World War One stuff's pretty fragile in the rear end. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I don't know. So yeah, don't don't be in a rush. Don't fly alone. Different opinions on that, but definitely have some way to restrain the airplane. Absolutely, I mean, and have an actual list of things in your mind that you follow. Yeah. Steps that you do to make sure you don't miss anything. Yeah. Right. It's just safer that way. Well, we're glad you're okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It me could too. have been it could have been so much worse. And and we can talk about the startup procedure and all that kind of stuff, but I don't want to get into that because you'll ask ten people, you'll get ten different opinions on yeah. how you should start a big gasser. But um all that aside, I we're glad you're okay and uh, it was much again. appreciated you guys coming out there for me. There's no question about that. <laughs> I do thank all of you for that because that well, could have been bad if I had just, been just Stuck. That's what. Yeah, that's what that's friends do. Friends do. Yeah, exactly. So I think this all brought us closer together. I think so. Yeah, I'm yeah, still going to so. make fun of you. But well, yeah, I know absolutely. you will. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, Tommy even stayed at your house for how long? I mean, like he he, he was he was your nurse. <laughs> I mean, he did a good job on. I just made sure he was breathing. Stuff. That's really he that was, was a little loopy. Yeah, yeah, Reggie. But oh, you, yeah, you commented. You don't remember on, it, but you were loopy. Yeah, and yeah. How, you commented yeah. on how much stuff they pumped into you. It was a bunch, and when it finally. When it finally kicked in after the nerves and after you had kind of settled down at the house, I had to walk in and make sure you were breathing occasionally because, man, you were really, really relaxed. Uh, I, <laughs> I, all I know is that was three days, three and a half days of trying to get off that anesthesia. Oh, yeah. It's, that and that had me so jacked up on anxieties and stuff. I yep. mean, literally just to walk out the front door was giving me problems. Mm -hmm. To walk yep. anywhere in the house was giving me problems. Yeah, Brushing was, my teeth was giving me problems. I mean, just... I was not me at yeah, all. Absolutely, I agree, a hundred percent. Yep, and it was good to see you finally getting back to getting back to yourself too. So yeah, so you you had the nausea and stuff with that, or what? All oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had That's it all. I mean, he had the he had the nausea. He had the the whole um, psycho. What's it? What's the word? Some some, some yeah. psychosis. He had all. Or, he had yeah. He had that the, up. the anxiety. Yeah, I, I felt really bad for him actually. Tommy yeah. stayed the night and then uh, had my best friend. She stayed the night about three nights. So. Now, do you remember the next day going out to breakfast with all of us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. I didn't know how out of it he was well, see, for that. That was, that was before close. the surgery. That was, yeah, that was before the surgery. Yeah. Well, that was before the surgery, but that was after that initial night. Because the first night when Tommy's talking about you, you know, checking you for breathing and right. stuff that, was but after. Then, but then the, the, the day of the surgery, he was out for another few days because of the anesthesia and all that, that they oh, yeah. put him out under. That, okay. was, that was a different drug. Yeah. That was the worst part <laughs> of it to me. That was the worst part. Just, yeah. I could not focus on anything. Everything was making me, am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? Is this going to happen? What's going to happen now? Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was out with anesthesia, I, well, I that's a, I'm sorry. No, that's right. I was just going to say, I didn't have like the, the anxiety, but I just felt stupid. It took like, I don't know how many days to just get back to being able to concentrate yeah. and do things. I remember going back to work and like I was talking to my boss and stuff and I just, I literally said, hold on, start over, like talk slowly to me because I'm not understanding <laughs> anything that you are saying right now. And it was just the weirdest thing. Like, yeah. 
I've never felt like that before. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, what were you going to say? Um, well, I mean, it was a traumatic event. Yeah. And, and for, for sure, you had a little bit of post-traumatic stress, you know, probably uh, in, uh, in dealing with that. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a valuable lesson that, uh, that we were all able to learn from you. Thank you. <laughs> Ray is telling me he has to go pee. Um, oh, okay. So, uh, no, I'll, we're going <laughs> to take a, a pee break. Well, we only have a couple of minutes to go anyway, because all we we're going to talk about was your new planes. Do you have time to do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Reggie's got to go, so we shall stand by. We're back. Do you feel uh, better, Reggie? Hot uh, is over. Better. You look a lot more relaxed now. Oh yeah, I was starting to gurgle. <laughs> His leg <laughs> isn't moving. <He's> not, <laughs> I don't. So, are you getting to that age where you have to go like every forty minutes now? I, you know, it just depends on what I've been drinking. I mean, uh, sodas or anything with a lot of sugar in it, you, which is what you just had. So that goes right well, through you. He drank like an ounce of it. Oh, not even. I can't even see it behind the computer. I just see the... <laughs> well, what I drank before I left the house. Oh, okay. Oh, that's barely even sipped out of. Yeah. So anyway, now that we've been through all of that, let's finish up our couple more minutes of new planes. What have you got? What have you gotten rid of? And oh. what, are, what are your real goals here for the next few months? New planes, new planes. You've bought a bunch. Yeah. Like, should I get my phone out and we'll start rolling through pictures that you've sent us? Oh, no, you don't have to. Let's okay. see. Do you I remember the, them even? I do. <laughs> I don't. Let's see. I got the Hangar 9 Extra 330, which just flew made in here. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday or day before yesterday. Hangar Extras are all over the place. I, Hangar 9 they don't do anything for me. Is that a, was that 30cc? What? It's electric. It's got a power oh, a 60 9? on it. I was going to say, it looks like it's 60 size. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a balsa. Yep. Yeah. Nice. All built up. All ready to go. Oh, is that the red and white one? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's sharp. Um, It's nice. Like I said, I just got to clean up some servos on it, or at least figure out what's going on. And I think Dave was talking about it might have some slop in the aileron rods, probably Mm -hmm. connector. So, which I'm guessing I would have to beef the rod up in order to fix that. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. You might need to uh, replace some hardware if the holes are elongated or wallered out or something. We'll have to look at it and see what's going on. By we, he means Dave will Was do the work. Was that a new one or a used one? <laughs> it was used. Okay. Used. Um, so what else? Let's see, I got the Havoc 90 millimeter jet, which I've gotten four good flights on before it was destroyed. Oh. It was just, I don't think That's I heard news. that. Yeah, at the church, I went to the takeoff and she listed left for whatever reason. And tried to save it, and she just took a wing in, and that was the end of it. Foam chunks. Yep. Ouch. I mean, it's- That was a 90 millimeter? 90 millimeter. Hmm. I think on the third flight- now, when when think, we, For anybody that might not know, 90 millimeter, we're referring to the diameter of the fan. Mm-hmm. Third so, flight, she did something weird off, I took safe off, and then that should have been my tattletale to stop. And I checked everything out. I didn't, couldn't find anything. So how much are those? I bought that one used, so. Oh, well, that's not as bad then, I guess. Yeah. No, I think brand new for that one is like f- right around 500 or something there. So I was trying to figure if that was like like 70 bucks a minute for flight is what you got. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> just doing the math, just trying doing to the math. be helpful. Yeah. 
Um, what else was it? It plays into that whole you probably ought to be prepared to lose them. Yeah. Well, you guys say that, and we're talking about actual jet turbine jets. That's that's a different story. I know. I just cannot get that go down yet. Just thinking about that. Well, there should be a lot more care and checks and all that stuff that goes into a real turbine than your little foamy jet things. I mean, honestly, like you should spend a lot more time going over it. Well, because you'll be spending a lot more money too. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. But still, you should be prepared. Absolutely. For its loss. Well, I've never, ever, ever, ever (laughs) thought about prepared for the SBOC. I just don't even want to think about it. That's why I look over that one real good. Mm -hmm. If I get questions, I won't call you in a heartbeat. And uh, just so far, we've been pretty decent at it. Yeah, but every every plane has this number. I know. So rather get rid of it before that number. Before comes that around. number, yes, exactly. Well, then don't ever fly it again and get that, rid of it. Now. There you go. I mean, really, that's the only way you can make sure you're not going to crash it next time you fly it. It looks good on my wall. I mean, that's, well, that's Ron's theory with his big yak. So it works for him. <laughs> All right, I just, haven't crashed it in years. See, mm-hmm. it works for you. You can just put the wings on it and mount it in the wall right above the TV set and leave it there. There you go. No, that plane needs to be flown. They both do. Right. Anything else new? Um. I, got, I finally found another Carbon ZT28, and I still have an extra 300 and a Motion RC810 that I need to go pick up. Um, oh, all that Tower Hobbies Voyager, which uh, pretty much looked brand new. The motor looked like it only been ran a couple of times or so, but it is. That's a beautiful little plane as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he also had something else up in there that... I told him that I'm interested in, and I can't think of what the hell it was. It looked like a decathlon, but then again, it, it had some kind of weird wrap on it. Was it that really big one? What one were you talking about that was like 140-inch wingspan or something? 140. I thought, maybe I was talking to somebody else. Yeah, not me. Um, I'm not sure what this is, but it's got a weird wrap on it, and that's the one I'm interested in. And there's another fiberglass body jet that he's got in there that I'm interested in. So, so this has all been within the last, I don't know, what, month that you've gotten months. all these? I would say two or three months. And, well, since your hand. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you saying you had to downsize. So how's the downsizing <laughs> going? <laughs> uh, well, that doesn't seem to be working very well, obviously. <laughs> it's um, funny. Though, at the apartment next door. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he might. Well, she did move out. You never know. There you go. Just Reggie's apartment and then the plane room. Yeah, plain apartment. There you go. Mm. But uh, all right, yeah, you just keep you keep bringing more in. Well, I think we've all at at some point here in the last few months we've all made the statement. I've got too much stuff. I need to get rid of. And I would say we yes. haven't gotten rid of anything. I would That's say not true. I have gotten but rid of several. Gotten this year. rid of stuff, but also added brought to, more. Yes, yeah. But so. that was why I was able to add more. <laughs> but of all of us that say we need to get rid of stuff, Reggie is the one that says that most. Yeah. Well, you did ask, what did I get rid of? I did get rid of a bunch of park zone stuff. Um, uh, the little smaller T28, the first one that came out, um, the Wildcat. Um, <gasps> no more I Wildcat? I get the, I have the Banana Hobby version of oh. the F4F folding oh, job. Yeah, I remember that one. We talked about that before, um, I think. The uh, E-Flight Sequoia, and uh, there was one more I gave away with that group. If you're ever getting rid of Sukhois or Yaks, I will be happy to take them off your hands. All right. It's my favorite plane. 
I still have the escapade that I told Ron I was going to take apart and give it to him. And that uh, was last year. That was this year. <laughs> um, it's either that or I'm going to give you the cowl I got for it so you can do whatever you want with it. Oh, there's something else I was wanting to get rid of and I can't think of what it is now. It's probably that Hellcat. Mm, yeah, I think that's the one he was talking about. Mm-hmm. I need to start bringing stuff off that loft, to be honest with you. Yeah. So yeah. just find stuff out. Mm-hmm. There's anyway. probably stuff up there that you've forgotten about. Actually, there is. There's something else. I forgot all about that flex innovation that's been up there. Uh, the, uh, well, I can't think what the hell it is now. Yeah, because you forgot all about it. Time to Mamba. Uh, I've, no, no. It was a balsa wood model. Oh, it looks like your Red Bull model that I gave you. Like that one? Which one? The Pilotus? No, the other one. Lynn? Oh, the Zen. Yeah, yeah okay. whatever you hell you call that thing. Oh, okay, that's what it looks like. But it's a uh, <laughs> that's still sitting up there. And I've forgotten all about. It. I got all the parts to it. I just never put together. Anyway, yeah. get busy. Yeah, it just get busy getting rid of stuff. Yeah, I gotta admit, I'm at net zero for the year. I've lost nice. one, and gained one, but so that's, that's okay. That's I'm really at, good. I'm well, at I'm, net positive a bunch. I might be close <laughs> to yours. I think. I mean, just gave away four and still give Ron one. I actually gave Ron that'd be two. I've ever given you two this year, right? The pilotus and the Zen. That wasn't this year. That was the last, last year. year. Yeah. Shit. So no. It's I just give me more then that's fine. Okay. We can do that. <laughs> of course I got anyway. the twin star back from you. Yeah. Now I'm gonna get the cloud dancer from you. Right. So that means you're taking two in for getting rid of one. True. Whereas I'm <laughs> true. losing two and gaining one. That's it's what I like. It's a no win situation. Yeah. yeah. Well it's it's all win. I mean any airplane you have is always a win. So mm. all right. Well I'm getting bored. Anybody else uh ready to get off here? Do you have anything else you want to say? Oh, just glad to have Reggie back in one piece. Yeah. Me too. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's thank good you. to see you. Appreciate that. And thank you for coming on and talking. A lot of people, I think, would be embarrassed and want to kind of hide what happened. Well, it's a good lesson. I mean, it, it's a, it's <laughs> it a really good lesson to, to learn, you know? Yeah, it a couple is. of lessons, actually. It's letting you know that rushing is not going to get you nowhere but hurt. Yeah. Um, people keep saying these things are toys. These are not toys. They can kill you. <laughs> They are. They can def- they're definitely capable of hurting you seriously. Yeah. yeah. Um, for sure. There's always a plan that you should go by. And when you're running out the door, you're not thinking twice about this plan. You're just trying to beat whatever reason you're running to get there and get it done and get back. Yeah. And uh, just, it's not worth it. None of it's worth it. Truer words have never been spoken. Yeah. Are so you before I put yawning? you guys to sleep, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, it's not you, it's me. Yeah, it is him. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, then I think until next time, are we ready? I'm done. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Thanks. I'm, Thanks, I'm Ron. I'm Tom. I'm Dave. And I'm Reggie with all five fingers. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good night. All right, good night. night. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings